Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former City players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now enjoy the end of this generic recorded message and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode. Well my understanding of it was that um, you know we just I was at Portsmouth we just played Manchester United um, and drew 2-2 in the League Cup and and, uh, Brian Orton was in the stand who was friends with Jim Smith anyway who's Portsmouth manager and um, I scored two that night and um, we went back. We were staying up the week because we had Blackburn on the Saturday in the FA Cup. So that was a, we stayed at the uh, Mottram Hall. And um, I think Jim and Jim and uh, uh, Brian Alton had a chat and I think Brian made an inquiry about me then. And, uh, you know, I, I went away and a few weeks later, Brian actually called me and said he wanted to, wanted to get me. Um, would I come? I said, yeah. Uh, and then it seemed like an absolute eternity after that, um, you know, going into training, waiting for the manager to say something to me that they'd agreed to be. It, took, it was about three weeks, two or three weeks, but it felt longer. Um, and um, and then one day I was driving back from training and uh, Jim Smith rang me and said that we'd, they'd agreed a fee for me and um, did I want to go? So I went, yeah. And um, that was it. And that was it. Um, um there was also some interest from West Ham as well, um, you know. Um, but um, yeah, I made the journey up the uh, up the motorway and uh, yeah, did the negotiations. I think we did them in Muckham Hall as well, and I was staying there, and uh, and that and that was it. Agreed, agreed it all, and, and uh, uh, yeah, there we were. I, I was going to say you played with Brian Horton at, at Luton, so did you kind of know what to expect from one of his teams? Not really. No, I mean right. <laughs> I love him a bit, Brian. Is you know we're still good friends, and um, he uh, he you know, uh, I, you know when when I was at Luton with him, I, I was I was nineteen, and you know um, I, and I used to drive him mad in some games, you know where um, if he made a run, and because he was a bit older and exerted a bit of energy, and I didn't give it to him, and we lost it, he used to go mad, and me and him used to have a perpetual sort of arguing match on the on the on the pitch, um, and. Um, you know, but off of the pitch, we was all great. Um, but um, but no, I didn't. Um, so, um, but he explained to us what he was trying to do. Um, but it was all very new because, you know, um, Uwe was just about to sign at the same time. Um, and then I think two or three weeks weeks later, um, uh, Peter Beagry came in. And so what his vision was obviously to play with wingers and two up front. And... Um, and, uh, you know, play with width and get crosses in, which, you know, I've got to be honest with you, it's, it's probably the, the, the most wonderful 18 months of my life that was, um, that period there, um, unexpectedly, for lots of different reasons. Um, you know, I, 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 had a, I had an underlying feeling that Man City fans were slightly disappointed that they were signing me, um, is, is how, how I felt. Um, you know, because I dropped down into the championship for the first time in about 12 years um, or 10, 11 years, whatever it was. And, um, 
and you know they was hoping for better is is how I felt anyway um and um you know so so I felt a bit of pressure for, because of that um and um I was 32 at the same time which I think some people forget as well I was I was getting on a little bit um and uh you know, so so it was there was there was a mixture in me of of excitement, of anxiety, um, of all sorts of emotions. You know about how I felt about how it may go or may not go, um, and you know the first couple of games were awful because we I think we drew, we might have lost to Wimbledon actually on a muddy at Main Road, and then the second game was another game at Main Road and we drew with Sheffield United. And I remember thinking what a bad game it was. Um, and um, you know, me and Uwe was just getting to know each other. Then I think we played Oldham, Oldham uh, over on the beach because um, it was a beach like a beach then. And, and Beeks came in and, and it was his first game. And um, me and Uwe were just working each other out. And um, we had Whip on the right with Nicky Summerby. We had Macca, Steve Mack in, um, in midfield. So good experience, top player. And Beeks trickery on the left-hand side now. And, um, you know, and, and suddenly, um, although although we got another draw, I think it was at Oldham, you could sense that there was a, you know, it started, you could feel the improvements coming on, even though the results at that point hadn't sort of kicked in. And then the, the, the fourth game, we went down to to Ipswich. And, um, but Beegs went jinking down the left wing, cut inside it, a shot, the goalkeeper tipped it onto the post and I knocked the rebound in. Uh, and then I had a, I, I shaped up to hit a shot, slid Uve in, Uve scored his first goal. We both now had our first goal. We're 2-1 up and disappointingly, I think Vonky gave a, um, a, a needless penalty away and it was another draw. Um, but off the back of that game, I mean, I, 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 I only really remember them first four games and then I, I believe we beat Newcastle, Villa and, you know, suddenly we went, went on a run and I scored a few, Uve scored a few the feeling around the place, the, the gloom of when I first got there uh, just sort of lifted. I mean, the, the, the fans didn't have any preconceived ideas about Uwe because he was an unknown. Um, but I think they did about me a bit. And um, But to suddenly feel the fans turn in your favour massively and enjoy what you're doing was probably one of the most satisfying things that ever happened. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting you mention Uve as well. I, I've interviewed Uve a, a couple of times down the years, uh, and he talks so much about the understanding that you two developed. Um, why? Why did you think it worked so well? Um, I, well, you know, Uve was, you know, I, I was always going to be the type of player that liked to play off sort of more of a target man, and Uve, Uve you know, liked to run in the channels a bit more, and 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 so we had that option from the fullbacks. Um, because we played with width, it stretched defences, which gave me, you know, a little bit of space to drop in pockets and pick it up um, and get turned and get at people, you know. And um, not only that, you know, when the ball went wide, me and Uwe both got in the box, backed up by either Stevie Lomas, uh, Gary Flitcroft or Steve McMahon, whoever, whoever was in midfield at that time. And, um, you know, was backing the box up. So we had two people going in on crosses. We had a midfielder backing up the edge of the box to, to try and score. Um, you know, and it was, a, it was a progressive forward-thinking team, um, you know, that played in, entertaining football. Um, you know, and it was, it was edgy at the time. But, you know, give it them four, after them first four games, and we, and, I, and we had a great little run of results, and we flew out of the relegation, relegation zone. And suddenly, 
you know, every life was good. Um, and, and, and me and Uwe, our, our relationship just grew. And, um, you know, I, I, he knew where I liked to operate. I knew where he was, his favourite uh, favorite areas were. And, and then we both knew where we needed to be when the ball was in wide positions. So it's quite simple. There's no rocket science. It's interesting as well because like he says at the time he didn't speak a word of English. So what like what was that like? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was yeah yeah. Um, he only uh, uh, Valshi, Valshi, or yeah, and I and I was shouting because uh, you know I where when I let I probably let Uve run where he wanted to run, and I would with my bit more experience would probably play in the other areas that he wasn't. It's probably how it evolved which probably suited me and suited him, but we just didn't know it right in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and then, you, like you mentioned as well, uh, the, the wide wingers in, in Beagree and Summerby. I mean, there, there was a spell uh, where, where Brian Horton had uh, those two in the side, you alongside Niall Quinn and Uwe Ross. It was just like all-out attack, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, it, we, it, that, that line-up didn't play that much. I mean, I had a, I had a spell where I played out on the left-hand side. I'm not sure if Beagree was injured or... Or yeah, whatever. But um, you know, which wasn't my preferred position. Um, but you know, I, I learned from a mistake I made at Liverpool once, where Roy Evans asked me if I'd play on the right hand side of. Um, he asked me for Kenny Dalglish whether I'd play on the right hand side, and, and I, I was adamant I was a centre forward. And I ended up moving away from Liverpool. And I look at that; that's one of my regrets, because I would have rather have been at Liverpool. I know probably City fans don't want to hear this, but I'd rather have been at Liverpool playing on the right-hand side um, than, than moving away from Liverpool because they were a top side. And, um, at, but, but at the same time, you learn from your mistakes, you learn from your experiences. And, um, you know, I, and, and, I, and I wanted to do well for Brian Alton and, and, and Man City. You know, I was enjoying the football. The fans were great to me and they welcomed me after that initial bit of scepticism, I think. And um, I wanted to pay that back. So I play anywhere, really. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, I never missed a game, hardly. I think I missed two games against, I think they might have been both against Leeds, I think. And, um, you know, I, you know I, I, was, I was done in at, in at certain periods where, you know, I look at players now and they get taken out, put back in, taken out, you know, have a rest, don't play in this game, don't play in that game. I mean, I was rushed back to play Barnet in the F... In the, in the uh, in the league cup, and we was losing one nil from the first leg. Uh, I was playing with a heavily strapped ankle injury, and that was a real edgy game. And uh, we only just beat them. Um, and uh, you know, so I I, I could have done with a bre- breather here and there, um, just to just to recover, um, because you know you're getting 30, 32, 33 years of age. You take a little bit longer, but I was loving it so much. I probably. If he had said to me, "I'm going to rest you," I'd have, I'd have, I'd have gone mad. Because I was just loving the football. Yeah, I'm, I, I was going to say, I, like the, the thing I remember from from kind of that era at Main Road as well was that that, that there was a sort of buzz around Main Road. Does that make sense? Like the, 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 the city players would get on the ball and, and kind of like the Main Road uh, atmosphere would just lift a little bit. Yeah, well, well, you know, we had you know we had Maurizio Galdino come in and played a bit, and um, you know uh, Stevie Lomas was emerging. Flitty was in the team, you know, so we had, we had some young legs as well, young, young players who were good players. And, um, you know, so we had a good, good mix of youth and experience. Um, and there was a buzz. The style of football was quite exciting. Get it wide, get crosses in, get people attacking the ball. 
you know, back in the box up, you know, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't rocket science sort of in terms of its style, um, you know, or intricacy of the way say Man City play today or anything like that. But it was, it was making the best of the players that we had. Remember Man City at that point weren't a big spending club. Um, so it was exciting football on a shoestring, I would say. Yeah. What, what, what was main road like um, to actually play in the atmosphere? You know what? When I, when I was signing, I thought to myself, do you know what? I don't think I've ever had a good game up here, you know, and that was in my mind a little bit. Um, when I say, I mean, even that momentous day in 1983 when I was playing for Luton and we, and we won one nil, I mean, the game just passed me by. I hardly, I hardly contributed on the day, um, you know, and, and, and I remember playing there for Tottenham a couple of times and, hadn't really done a lot and you know the pitch was big and it was heavy um and um you know I'd struggled on that pitch um and that was in the back of my mind a little bit but um you know when I got there I just had you know I just had I just thought I gotta make I just gotta do my best make the most of it you know I was fit I was raring to go and, and and I was looking forward to the challenge yes I was anxious I was a bit nervous um even with my experience um I just wanted wanted to do well and um you know and I'm, and I'd like to, I'd like to have a feeling that I left there feeling that that's how people remembered it yeah I mean there's there's uh city fans of a, of a certain age who still even even with the performances that city put in now talk about uh that Spurs game the 5-2 win um what 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 are your memories of that game me being me being as I am I I still go back to the one I missed <laughs> um I should have had a hat trick uh, I missed the simplest chance of the lot, which luckily Quinny knocked in, which was a Nicky Summerby cross from the right, header, poor header, and Quinny done great to get the rebound in. Um, that would that would that would have really been the, the cream of everything. Hey, listen, don't get me wrong, it was still the cream of you know, out of all the performances. There was there was Everton at home, we we won four 0 Me and Uve got two apiece. That was a great day on on a on a pitch that was like a billiard table at the start of the season. It was fantastic when a pitch was like that. It, it didn't stay like that. That was the problem um, a little bit at times. Um, and, uh, you know, that Tottenham game was, was wonderful. You know, um, you know, got a couple of goals yet. Should have scored another one. Um, you know, made made one. Had some good runs with a ball. You know, it was against my old club where, where I, to be fair, I'd been a disappointment. That, that, that's me. You know, how I look at me at Tottenham. And, um you know, and so, so yeah, it was a great. It gave me back a real bit, a real bit of my footballing self-esteem, if you like. Yeah, and then obviously there's uh, there's the three-two win at Blackburn as well. The, the year that Blackburn won the league, City nearly stopped them. Yeah, but that day I was playing on the left side. You see, and that was one of the games where I wasn't playing up front. Um, and and as as I can't remember how to get, I can't remember who had the shot, um, but um, and and Tim Flowers parried it, and I was coming off the left-hand side backing up the back post and I got the rebound off the goalkeeper and um, and that one was three two. But that has mixed emotions that night because although it was a great a, a great um, uh, a great night for us, um, it was tinged with a bad memory because when we came in and Francis Lee um, came in, he almost looked disappointed that we'd won. And um, and, and, and 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 you know and not long after that Brian Orton um, you know it was pretty much knew the right and was on the wall because the club had already made its mind up, I believe, that they wanted a different manager. And, um, and, and that's sometimes the real heartache of football, you know, depending on where you stand with it all. Um, because Brian had put a good, great team together, not a lot of money, and, um, you know, but that wasn't going to be good enough. And 
you know, so I had mixed emotions that night a little bit because, um, you know, you hear the rumblings in the background about whether the manager's safe and things like that. And that was a great night. You know, we loved it. Um, and, um, you know, yeah, tinged with that little bit of dis- disappointment for the reason I just said. Yeah, I, it's it's interesting that uh, that you say that as well because I mean, obviously, you know, managerial sackings are a, a, a part of football, and you just kind of you kind of get on and deal with it. But it's, it, I guess, is it harder when it's it's somebody you know from your playing days, and when it's a manager that you've enjoyed playing under, that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I've, I've got a lot of affection for for Brian Alton. I, I love the bloke, and um, you know, he, he, I played with him. He bought me. And I and I and I did my best for him, and uh, you know I'm, I'm quite I'm quite comfortable with all that part of it. It's just you know in the romance of football, you know it, it would have been not you know he'd put a good team together. I mean City were only ever gonna be a mid-table team unless you started spending a lot more money than he was spending, and um, you know and and you know and, and I was a massive Alan Ball fan by the way as well, right. Um, you know, I had his boots when I was a kid. I was an Arsenal fan. I, I had Alan Ball's boots in the mid seventies, and uh, you know, um, so you know, and Alan Ball had always been great to me. Um, so I, I was sort of tinged with disappointment for Brian, but excited with Alan Ball. But Alan Ball became disappointing very quickly, um, you know, and um, and and I could see I could see that it was going to struggle. I could see that it was going to struggle. And uh, and uh, and then the opportunity came to get a bit of security um, by going back to Portsmouth, and and that suited suited me at the time. It suited Manchester City, and 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 I think Alan Ball with what he wanted to do, he wanted to bring different players in, and you know I'd played three games, the first three games of that season, and it was going to be a nightmare. I could see it already. Yeah. Was was there? I mean, there there, there was rumours about his his man management not being uh, at the level of, of of that. You know, a lot of a lot, lot of other managers were like, "What what what?" How did you find him? Um, kind of to deal with on a personal level. No, I mean, you know, you speak to Alan Boy, he's infectious. He's, he's through and through a football man. But you know, for someone of that level of experience and knowledge and being a World Cup winner, I could not believe that. Um, he based our whole team around one player in that season, which was going to be Georgie King Cladsey. And that means he took the best of Beagre away. He took the best of Summerby away. He took the best of me away and all to accommodate one player. And, um, you know, I saw that in those early games. So when the, when the, when the situation arose to, to go back to Portsmouth, because you know, listen, I, I could have took a view that, well, if we stay here and we go down, it'd be the longest season of all time and get relegated. And then I might get an extra contract by staying at Man City because I'll be in the, uh, in the championship. I, didn't, I couldn't look at it like that, you know. And, um, you know, Portsmouth, I was 33 at the time and, I, and they offered me a three-year contract. Alan Ball wanted Jerry Creaney. Uh, and, um, and so that, that's what happened. And, and it, listen, it's just another chapter in the life of a couple of players and football. And Man City's history. The rest of that after that was history, but it wasn't good history, was it? The next few seasons, and um, you know, uh, you know, bless him, Alan Ball. You know, I, I, you know, I couldn't believe he couldn't see, you know, that how much he'd taken away from other players by accommodating this one player, who yeah. actually didn't owe, didn't actually contribute enough in a, in a lot of areas. Scored the odd wonderful goal, looked silky gorgeous on a football. Um, but flattered to deceive, in my opinion. 
Yeah. Uh, when you when you look back at your your time at, at City, I mean, I, I find it interesting that you said at, at the start of the interview um, that you look back at it as as one of the best eighteen months of of your life. Um, why why would you put that down to? Was it just was it just the most fun or, or, or something like that that you've had on a on a football pitch? Uh, no, because I was disappointing at Tottenham. So again, if we're talking football self esteem, I was I was low. I was low. I went to Portsmouth. Now you don't go to you don't go to Portsmouth from Tottenham. If, you, if you've been doing great, dear. Um, so I ended up at Portsmouth. I didn't want to go to Portsmouth, right? It was, was the truth of the matter. But it was, it was in 1992, and uh, this is going to sound really random, but the interest rate was 15% on my mortgage, right? And the payments were killing me, right? This is when we, you know, we didn't have mortgage, but the payments were killing me. So Portsmouth offered to buy my house off me. So that's why I went to Portsmouth. Right, got me out of a ridiculous mortgage um, and, and, and allowed me to sort of to reset myself. And, um, you know, people of only of a certain age will remember that. You know, yeah, my, my son is just about to get a mortgage, for instance. He's like, he's a 0.1, he's a starting point. It was 15% back in the day. So, anyway, um, it was a financial, a financial decision as well. And um, you know, I went there and it's a culture shock because the facilities aren't as good. And, you know, but I spent the whole summer training thinking I'm got, I've got to go here and do well, you know. And, uh, you know, I went there and had a good 18 months. It was, it was great. And, and, you know, the fans down there were fantastic as well. And um, so, you know, but, but when I got the call for the Man City, this was a chance for me to prove to myself that I was, you know, I could still play at that level. Did you put a lot of pressure on yourself in that sense? Uh, I don't remember sort of, yeah, I, I, you know, I got high expectations of myself in terms of what I know I'm capable of. Um, and, you know, it, 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 sometimes, you know, you know and, and I'll give you the two, ex- the two examples of that. You know, the football that I played under Brian Alton in that team was some of the best football I've played. Because of this, but you transfer that across to Alan Ball, I, you, wouldn't have seen, you, you wouldn't have seen me for love nor money in that team do anything good because... The, the, the way that it was set up wouldn't have allowed me to do that. And um, so it would have been, fans would have been, because football's quite fickle. You know, they would have gone, looked at my age, 33, oh, he can't do it no more, he's too old. All of them things, whether they were, whether they were right or wrong, would have got chucked at me because the team wouldn't have been doing well and I wouldn't have been scoring any goals because the team set up didn't allow for me to score any goals. I, for the first time in my life, I wasn't sure how to get the ball because Georgie was about two yards away from me um, in my hole where I like to go and operate a little bit. We didn't have any wingers because they were tucked in. Fullbacks then tuck in alongside the two centre-halves and there was nowhere to go, um, apart from dropping really ridiculously deep just to get a few touches. So, um, you know, that, that's, that, that's how it was. Um, but you know, that's how football is. You know, people got different ideas, different ways of playing, rate players differently. Um, and uh, it's that one guy's opinion on a given day about someone, um, about a player. And um, you know, that's, how, that's how football works. Yeah. And uh, like you say as well, how um, I, I find it interesting as well that you, that you say that uh, you felt you needed to prove yourself to the fans because my my overriding memory of that time was was that you were a very exciting player to watch. You got on the ball and you, you loved running at defenders sort of thing. Yeah, I was, I was, I was decent back to goal. You know, I could turn and, and manipulate the ball and, and you know, uninch, uninch sort of big centre-halves. 
and, and, and link the play up. And you know, I was experienced. Remember, I'm 32. I've got a lot of games under my belt, a lot of experience. Um, but what was great is you always had the release of getting it out wide and then getting into the box. And because I'm not very big, I don't think people thought, I, you know, maybe they didn't see me as an aerial threat, but I liked heading the ball. And so I had a good leap. So I, I Stevie, Stevie, Stevie Lomas tells, tells a great story. I absolutely love it. So, so he said to me, he said, when you walked through the door and I saw you, he said, I thought, how the fuck's that little short ass going to help us? Right. They, they, that's where this is a conversation we had a few years back. Right. And I, you know, we, we can laugh at it because I love Lomas. He's a great lad. And, um, and uh, yeah, and that, so that's, that's how probably some of my own teammates might have been looking at me, you know. So forget fans, the other players might have been thinking that, you know. And, um, you know, and, and then he said, he said to me, and I couldn't believe how high you could jump and I couldn't believe some of the things you did. And, um, you know, and that was, that, was a, that was a real compliment coming from him. Um, so, you know, that was great. And that's, that, that, them sorts of things are what, what make it all worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when you look at, at what's happened at City in, in the years since, I mean, obviously they, like you say, they, they ended up in the third tier not so long after you'd left, uh, you know, back up to the Premier League a couple of times and then a couple of takeovers. It's It, it feels like like there's about 100 years worth of history in, in kind of like the last 15, 20 years, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, the new stadium, obviously, it's always sad to see an old stadium get knocked over with so much history that's gone through it. Um, but, you know, and sort of say, well, I've been back to the Etihad quite a few times. It's sort of, you don't relate to it. It's a different stadium. It's a different team. It's a, it's a different era. Yeah, of course, it's the same club, but it's just all different. And, uh, you know, um, you know, and, and over, over time, the supporters get to get to see a brand of football that they get used to, which is top, top class with great players, you know, and, um, you know, I, I listen. I'd I'd love to have played in that team, by the way. But um, you know, whether I would have got in, it's another matter. But I'd love to, you know, played in it. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, and the football that the, the fans under, you know, and mainly under Pep Guardiola when he came from Barcelona, I thought he can never create that again. What he created at Barcelona, and he did, you know. And I thought, wow, that that you know, the risk taken at the back leaves you with your heart in your mouth a little bit with the passing around the back and playing out from the goalkeeper. Um, but, the, the, you know, the interaction between players, the quality of the individuals and some of the football is just amazing. And, uh, you know, them and Liverpool under Klopp have probably been the most fantastic football I've ever seen. I was gonna. I was. I was. I mean, I was gonna say it's like it's it's two of your your ex clubs kind of going head to head for, uh, you know, for a lot of the last few years. Uh, what do you make of the rivalry between the two? That's great. I mean, that's what you want, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's what makes it exciting, all the rivalry. Um, you know, I used to love the hostility of turning up at an away ground where the fans used to loathe you and this, you know, all that, all that horrible, nasty aggression that used to go against you. That, that used to, that's what used to excite me the most. You know, I used to love it. You know, the vitriol coming from the terraces and, you know, all of that. I, I used to, I used to thrive on all that. You know, I loved it. Um, and, and, you know, that's what made it all exciting. You know, I really did. You know, I'm going, you know, whether it be going to, Old Trafford with Man City or going to Old Trafford with Liverpool, you know, they were massive games. And so to you know, I'm just I'm just proud to be able to tell my kids I've played in all them games, you know. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, I got I, I, I've been so lucky, really. I didn't always feel that way. Um, you know, but I look back on it now. I was so lucky to have the 
you know, the opportunities in the career I had, I didn't always make the most of it. And there's a small part of me thinks I left a little bit out there. But, um, you know, I, I got to be grateful for the career I had, not the bits that I didn't have. Yeah. Um, if I could if I could turn the clock back to, uh, to March 1994 and uh, you could do it all again, would you do it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the best things I ever did was make that move to Man City. Um, you know, and, you know, I, you know, I, I would have been hated because of my associations to Spurs and Liverpool by most fans in any other circumstance. Let's be honest. Uh, but you go there and you end up playing for that club. Uh, and, and, and it's wonderful to be able to have turned those people around. And those people think you were a good player who contributed something to their football club.